Hello and welcome to another training camp episode of the Love Boat. You're not recording, brother. I am recording. Look at the top left corner, buddy. Oh, fuck. It said it didn't show. It didn't pop up on mine. My bad. Anyways, we'll keep it in. Just restart it. We'll keep it in. We don't edit. Damn it. Well, when it makes you look goofy, when it makes you look dumb, I'm not going to edit it out. We don't pay our intern enough to edit it. You don't. Um... (laughs) We're going to talk about actual Vikings news, training camp starting to take place. We've got some Kirk Cousins jersey number drama. Daniel Hunter got a new contract and NFL we didn't we didn't talk about Jordan Addison getting the ticket. I'm kind of over that. That's kind of old news, but he has been like flashing at training camp, which has made everyone forgive him immediately, even though, you know, there's a lot to the story. Hey, um, I forgave him when I heard his dog had a medical emergency at 3 a.m. Yeah, honestly, dude. Um. Yeah, don't blame him for that on the freeway with no other cars, but still could have done some damage. My my favorite thing was uh, Lions fans trying to compare it to Jamison Williams. And I was like, yeah. This, Who this has is... reportedly thrown a punch at a corner in training camp already? Average oh, yeah. Alabama player. He, he only spent one year in Tuscaloosa and now acts like he spent all four years there. And so... Carter, Carter Auburn is showing through right now. I know I'm on my superiority complex because of our huge wave of recruiting lately. And I'm not so, going to related note. I think Kirk Cousins looks really good in number 66. Let's bring like offensive line numbers into the quarterback and skill positions. Let's do it. I mean, uh, it'd be kind of like, it'd be kind of dope to see like Nick Mullins get in the game. And he's wearing like 72 at quarterback. I don't know why. I just think that'd be like kind of like yeah, Nick Mullins. I really want to watch Nick Mullins play. Hey, I'd rather only watch. if he's wearing number seventy-two. Only if he's wearing number. <laughs> All right, let's talk. Yeah, let's nah, do some okay. quick hitter topics since like nothing's crazy in depth yet. We're just you know projecting what we'll see. But yeah, Daniel Hunter got a really good contract. He's getting twenty million guaranteed, and there's a no tag clause. Well, it's seventeen million guaranteed, three million in potential incentives, a no tag clause. Which, wow, I, that is a great deal. And I do not think he's going to be a Viking next year, though. So. Uh, <laughs> I mean, well, the problem with that is there's a lot of dead cap associated with it next year. So with his yeah. health and, uh, you know, he wasn't stellar last year. It's almost a prove it. It's like a team prove it dear deal. Like, are the Vikings going to be willing to extend him? I don't know. And will like he more... or is this I feel like he got a great deal. 20 million for one year with a no yeah. tag. clause. The no tag clause is the most like important thing in that in my opinion i mean he wouldn't agree to one anyway right oh i guess you don't have to right you, the team can just choose to do it the yeah. team can choose it. you're kind of in trouble yeah but that that's i mean that's what the that's what washington did to kirk and that's ultimately why he left that. Yeah, yeah that's i forget that they did that, that. was crazy yeah, yeah. but um but the t- so much less than no it was it was well, obviously it was less but like it was uh the second time they tagged him it was like double the price of like he yeah. was like i think he was like one of the highest quarterbacks the second time no it kept going tagged. up because this uh if you do it consecutive times it increases significantly yeah. i don't think you're allowed to do any more with the new cba consecutive times but i uh i feel like we've see it we see it less than we did in the, the tag tens yeah yeah i mean Tags are almost players don't want to be tagged, dude. It's like bad faith uh, move for the front office to do at this point. 
Well, you know, I mean, the the Ravens front office did the non-exclusive franchise tag to Lamar and just said, go out, go see who will pay you but more. But that's price. actually... That was actually kind of genius the way they did oh, it. Oh, I, I completely agree. But it's like, I think I said it on the podcast before, but that's just like an abusive relationship oh, thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, go out and see who will treat you better than me and you'll come crying back. Well, let me it. ask you guys this. <laughs> I d- definitely said that before. Before we move on, and we can get in this deeper if you want, but, but I want to ask you guys this, and this is just from like, a fan's point of view is this just the front office scrambling to get a deal done so they have Daniel Hunter under contract this year? Um, no. If they were, I don't think the front office had any problems with waiting it out and even potentially letting Daniel sit the season out, and letting his contract hold. I think it was more of this was Quasi Adolfo Mensa's first chance to show, like, hey, let me like do something in good faith with a player who's disgruntled and show maybe other free agents and other players that hey. We're we're committed to doing things the right way in Minnesota, and you know, letting our guys get paid. I personally, I I feel like it was a a really good deal for Daniel Hunter, but also like we, I'm kind of annoyed because we see this every single year with Daniel Hunter. He like opts out or like doesn't want to like play on his contract, and it's like dog. At this point, just fire your agent and get a better one because this agent. Yeah, and honestly. I feel like a lot of times you can't trust like the team friendly behavior from players. A lot of time it's a facade, but with Neil Hunter, I think he wants to stay completely out of drama. He stays completely quiet during the whole time. And he, you know, Has anyone he's heard very, say like three words together. He's like, just very businesslike. For for how good of a football player he is, he has like no branding, which is very weird. To that's say. like, I think that's like the Minnesota Vikings special. Cause Harrison Smith, dude, Daniel Hunt, like we don't have any leader leaders. Even like Kendricks, like Kendrick's was our he was Kendrick's our personality and captain, and he Kendrick's still wasn't. Had brands. He had extent. way more of a brand than Daniel. Xavier Rhodes at his peak had a brand. Yeah, yeah, kind of, but still, it's not like there's no. And I guess none of them are really perennial all pros, except for you know Harrison Smith, kind of. But yeah, none of them were like really, really well known by like casual fans around the country, right? Everson Griffin had a brand. Yeah, he was loud and he was awesome leader, but at, for the time. Prayers to him, by the way. He got another, uh, he got in trouble with the law again. Prayers for him, man. He's going through something. Yeah, he has been for a while. Um, another thing I wanted to just bring up quick, Dalton Risner. I haven't really been following this until today, but Kirk Cousins did throw on the uh, 66 in practice. So uh, do you think that it's a realistic, realistic signing? Yeah. Um. So I've been I've wanted Dalton Risner for a while now, not just because I did an interview with him when I was 16 and he was a draft prospect, but uh, also I just think he's such an upgrade over. Um, he's just such an upgrade over what we potentially have with Ezra Cleveland in a pass blocker. Yeah. I think he'll probably start left guard. So that's why I, I'm just excited to see us finally commit. We could use a vet too, like not a Vikings vet, like a vet yeah. around the league. Yeah, no. The we, I mean, let's say one of our interior linemen goes out. Who's next up? Is it Chris Reed? But he's on the NFI list. He has a non-football injury. Like, is it Blake Brandell who's only played tackle? You're kind of in trouble. So, well, it's I, been like that for years. Like, even though we have pretty good starting O line depth is horrible. Interior O line is awful. Yeah. I mean, the interior O line, I don't trust at all. Schlockman. He can probably swap, but do you want him to? No, no, right. no, yeah, I, exactly. 
I just it's it's I'd love to see Elton Razor. I feel like it's the perfect move for this organization to make, especially after watching quarterback and seeing how many times. Kirk and especially Cousins. after um, what's the move they made? Where I'm I'm just totally blanking today. What's the move where I'm like, oh, what are they gonna do with this cap space? Why'd they cut him? Del uh, uh, Dalvin oh, Cook. Yeah. I couldn't think of the Dalvin Cook move. Um, that was when they have I some was... extra money now, and it's perfect for a move to do something like this. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to use that money for, anyways? I don't know. Might as well use it. Um, what? What well, is all that money gone from the Daniel no. Hunter signing? Yeah, oh, I don't think so. There's still a good amount. There's probably left. yeah. There's still probably a decent amount. Yeah, I'd left. have to look at their cap space, but I don't. And also, that's... Dalton Reasoner is not going to cost you that much. What is it like a one-year, four million dollar deal max? Five million if you're being generous. Well, to add to what um Preet had said earlier when we were discussing the logistics of signing Daniel Hunter, it's almost exact. The cap has seemingly played out almost exactly how we thought it would, where it actually wouldn't be that detrimental, and that it still gives this team an ability to go out and pick someone up else if they want to, like a Dalton Reasoner, for example. Yeah, and Which, again. Yeah. Probably the best option, and maybe there's a month like they said they vi- there's a visit and there was no interest or something. That's a rumor that I oh, saw. I, I I mean they did sign another Broncos O lineman today after uh, waving one of the backup tackles, but I personally think I feel like if Risner wants to start, Minnesota is probably the perfect place for him to come in and immediately compete for a job. And who knows? It might also be a, a situation where the Vikings don't have a. They don't have the cap space next year to pay Ezra Cleveland, so you need to find someone. Either you need to devalue Ezra Cleveland right now, or you need to find someone who can start and take that role over. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a move that makes sense and could honestly, if, I mean, what's the position you worry about the most in this team? Cornerback? Defensive tackle. Linebacker depth, DT, and then it's definitely interior yeah. line. Corners. Uh, I mean, there's there is a few, but it's mostly... I have to say it's mostly a depth problem. Snappers. Okay, if you're stressing over the long snapper, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, dude. We have an all, we have an all freaking oh, all oh, NFL brother. long snapper. <laughs> yeah. I, I just stress over every position. We have a depth problem. I don't think we necessarily have a talent problem, except for at the interior O line and corner and D line. I think that's uh, a, you can't say the D line as a whole. Interior D line. In yeah, D tackle. I guess and the the. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I think the getting a good guard would shore up a lot of worries I have on offense. And probably Kirk Cousins would probably play. We've seen him play really well when he has good protection. Like that's the most important thing to this offense right now, especially now that we don't have prime Dalvin Cook, right? Yeah. Future Jet Dalvin Cook. We've also seen Kirk Cousins play very well with some really poor interior line play. So it'd be nice to... Give him some protection for once. Yeah. Let's, I mean, work with what we have, right? Yes, sir. Let's, uh, I mean, do we want to go in depth? I'm talking about Addison and the ticket. I don't think so. I don't really care about the ticket at this point. It seems like they've dealt with it. I'm more concerned with his production on the, uh, on the training camp field at the moment. Because from all the highlights I've watched, wow, he is very, very good. Yeah, I mean, he's everyone's talking about him. He looks excellent. He looks yeah. really smooth. Smooth. And it's That's training camp, but fluid. He looks like Justin Jefferson did. Well, kind of. I mean, I remember oh, kind of. I mean, I looking at Justin Jefferson's clips from training camp this year, you can see there's a there's a clear gap between uh him and almost every other wide receiver in the NFL at this point. 
But Jordan Addison's definitely a very silky smooth route runner, which we expected him coming out of USC to be. I'm much more interested to see what they do with Jordan Addison in the preseason, if they're going to use him at all, because Kevin O'Connell last year didn't play many of his top preseason picks at all. The only one who really got time was uh, Ed Ingram, I think. And he only got like a limited amount of snaps. So I'm interested to see if, you know, he continues a trend of not playing high uh, first round pick rookies in training camp or in preseason games at all. Well, you know, I feel like the formula might be fairly different now for how preseason games work out since we're, what, two years into the three-game format now, or is it the third year? Something like that. It's still a fairly new topic that that's come up with. And I would kind of look at it more so situationally amongst the position groups where Addison has still something to prove in the wide receiver room. So I feel like he could see some, some snaps. And at least look at it more so as a tryout. I wouldn't look at it more so from the volume perspective in the preseason. Because ultimately, Jordan Addison probably is more talented than a lot of those people. And you can look at a lot of different aspects of how preseason stuff has actually worked out. So nonetheless, the performance in the preseason won't stress me out. Sure, it'd be nice to see him, but... I don't I wouldn't really necessarily look at it as a trend as I feel like a league may still be trying to figure out three game preseason format. I'm not saying it's a trend. I'm just saying I'm interested to see if he's going to play or not, because it obviously be nice to see him get some reps. But then again, new age coaches like Kevin O'Connor are a lot more. They're a lot less likely to play players who are going to have an immediate impact. Um, I'm more curious to see players like. um you know, our new quarterback. I cannot think of anyone's name, dude. Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall. I searched Jaron Reed to make sure, and I'm like, that's not him. Um, But, yeah, I want to see you guys like that. This week. Oh, my Lord. I don't know what it is, dude. Well, I, oh, well, I a... completely forgot that we were recording. I was stressed as hell last night, so I'm, like, trying to recover from that. But, yeah, no. Um, I want to see guys that are kind of fighting for a spot in preseason rather than Addison's a full-blown starter already. I mean, yes, and I mean, I guess, but I don't think anyone's tuning in to watch, you know, Jalen Naylor versus. I am, dude. <laughs> I am. Jalen actually, he's had day. good reports in camp too. Not that anyone's gonna get bad reports per se, but you know what I mean. He's been us. He's been reported on more than. Well, like, no, no, no. Uh, look at Justin Fields and uh, Jalen, or not Jalen. Uh, who's the dude it, names are just not coming today Jameson Williams look at Justin Fields and Jameson Williams as well. there's something in the air today what's been said about Justin Fields oh dude he had an awful like he was awful today he like threw like three picks back to back to back he just like couldn't hit anyone here's what I've know. always heard in training camp they're trying new things and the that most... gives a huge advantage huge advantage to the defense oh, and, yeah. and quarterbacks are more willing to be risky because well, it doesn't matter Yes and no, but like the these are like all overthrows and underthrows and just bad reads is what they're saying. Well, yeah, he's not good. And also, like the funniest thing is that Bears fans are excited because quote he is calling his own plays now. <laughs> like, yeah, he he can like call plays during the two minute drill, which is like, brother, you should, as an NFL quarterback, you should have been able to do that a long time ago. I mean, well, this is his year. Okay. If there's going to be one, it's and, crazy and, to me that he's he has more bets to win MVP than. Like, I think it was like Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes combined. That's okay. Well, that's Wait, what? Yeah, he has There's more. No... Oh, is that no? Okay. No, it's a, it's an actual stat. There are more people who bet Justin Fields to win MVP than those three names combined. Oh, bet they bet more because it's like an underdog, dude. 
No, like there have been more like individual bets and losses. I mean, still, that's what I'm saying. He's reiterated it's because so the odds. It's, it's not because still. he's the most likely to. I mean, okay. I'm glad we. I'm glad we figured that out because I was like, "What are you talking about?" I mean, I think dollar amount is also more on Justin Fields too. But like, at that point, you might as well light your money on fire. Well, yeah, off-season reports are like he's going to win MVP. He's going to be the guy, and like casual fans see that. And also, like, oh, right? he's ten thousand to one to win it. Let's put money on it. Talking about Justin Fields, it is so stupid that he was ranked higher in the NFL top one hundred than Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I agree. That list was terrible. That was the player voted list, though. So, and they wow, the players they, they can skew the heck out of those. Well, things. they vote for their buddies the or themselves. We've like... ever seen. The only true award that we have ever seen in the history of the NFL is the MVP because we can prove that it was voted ironically the first year. I don't know, man. It just it's... you think the MVP was rigged? Which one? Mitch Trubisky. Oh, MVP. I think you said MVP. In MVP. MVP. Oh, Nickelodeon's MVP. most valuable uh, yeah. player. Yeah, that's the only reward in NFL history. Who won it? Who won it last year? Wasn't, uh, there's a couple of. There's a couple. Wait, who of did MVPs. win it? Last there are a lot of MVPs handed out because this is important. We got to cover this. Just for one game, and it's the game played on Nickelodeon. Like, he didn't win MVP for the entire season. No. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, no, uh, but I think there's only one. It's. There's only one. No, there, game. there are like four. There are four or five games on Nickelodeon last year. Just the playoff one. No, there were like four or five. No, but no, they, gave, the, they gave out MVPs for every single. What, what really? I'm saying, we're, we're going to count the playoff one. Yeah, they gave. I guess. Okay, um, here's the full list. The, I have the list, the, bro. Real quick though, this is the exact word. Justin Fields appears to be a heavy MVP favorite for betters. He has more bets to win MVP this year than QBs, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Josh Allen combined. Well, okay. That's that's because of sports betting. That's not because they actually think that it's probably because it's good value. I don't I don't I don't know. Hey, sports guess what? Justin Jefferson has an MVP under his belt. He does. He does. That's pretty impressive. Honestly, if he does anything, I'll remember that he is a Nickelodeon's most valuable player. Should have had a rookie of the year, but he was robbed by Justin Herbert and the quarterback mafia. I'm kind of thrown off that it's just called Nickelodeon valuable player. Nickelodeon, yeah, that is like weird. it doesn't really make Sheldon sense. To me. That's, yeah. that's harder really became a big I mean, yeah. like, let's make this make sense if we're gonna make it a thing. Like, Nickelodeon Quite should really take this Sheldon seriously. Carter's a big Jim Parsons guy, yeah. Well, so you were saying about the MVPs, Matt? Well, I'm just they should start taking this more seriously if they're gonna start handing them out like a serious award. Like, I what does Nickelodeon valuable player mean? Like, that what, let's work on the grammar valuable? there. I think you're overthinking yeah. this, Matt. I Matt, think this Patrick is really Star, important Patrick considering... Patrick award is not, you know... I mean, Mike White has an MVP. Who won in the playoffs last year? It last was... year in the playoffs, I have him in front of me. Wild card game, Daniel Jones. Oof. Uh, oh, Travis Kelsey in the divisional round. Conference championship, Miles Sanders. Kind of a sneaky pick. Did he he only had 42 rushing yards, but he had two touchdowns. I guess they did. How did he win? He had 42 rushing yards, two well, rushing I mean, touchdowns, well, one reception. Really make, you can't really well, make it. Well, it's fan voted. So it's people kid pro- voted, not fan voted. Well, okay. Well, when the only reason that Mitch Trubisky won the MVP award was because Big Cat got on his computer and started tweeting out for people to vote. Mitch also, Trubisky that in. game. That, it's rigged. Uh, that, that, uh, that Saints Bears playoff game was a wet fart of a playoff game. If I ever that was seen. probably one of the more entertaining just experiences of watching an NFL game ever. It was. 
you remember Javon Wims had like a go yes. right. He just went through his hands and then CJ Gardner Johnson just clowned him. It's just the fact that it was Drew Brees' second to last game ever. And it was just an absolute train wreck and just a meme. It, he played his last second to last game ever was a meme. I like that they're not afraid to give a kicker an MVP too. Evan yeah. Mc, Evan McPherson has one. I'm from Cincinnati. McPherson. Kicker. Money McPherson? Yep. He's got they had the adapt. Also, I don't like this. And and I know we're getting really deep into the Nickelodeon valuable player, but this is important people. We have the Buffalo offense um in the wild card game last year winning it. Can we just pick a person? Like and then we have the 49ers defense last year. It's kind of dumb. I don't, I don't like that. And in I, week 17, it wasn't even given. What are they doing? Oh, oh, it's because it because it, it followed Demar Hamlin's injury. Oh, cowards! Give the award, bastards! <laughs> yeah, just give him the that, award. That's, that's the of, one thing we need back of, from that game is just <laughs> the envy. I, I'm surprised they didn't do something corny like give it to like the medical staff. Yeah, that'd be sick. Actually, that'd be but way see, better. The thing is, is I feel like the NFL knows the award is a meme. Yeah, I think they Okay, like, you're telling me it's like, a meme, bro. This is all I care about now. To be fair, Kevin O'Connell last year got slimed. You can care about a meme. This is my life. Like, Kyler Murray run, <laughs> okay, won the first he, ever MVP. That's pulled like a 360 on us. He was completely in on, or he was like, it's it's not that big of a deal. What is this? And now he's saying how much of a big important part of his life it is. Um. Yeah, this isn't a bit at all. Not a joke. Um. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to the MVP this season, and if you can't tell, it is still the off season. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I guess uh, to tell you at what point in the off season we're at, um, the Hall, Hall of, of Fame, Fame game is coming out yep. this Thursday. But uh, yesterday, I was scrolling on TikTok and saw a video uh, ranking all the long snappers that Tom Brady has beat in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and number one was Josh Harris. Well-deserved. A great long snapper. I can't say I recognize the name just from you saying it. Also, no. long snapper news. The Vikings signed another long snapper. Colin Thompson, former. Wasn't pit. there. There. Uh, wasn't there a long snapper really good last year? On Andrew DePaul. Yeah. yeah. DePaul. He did the. Uh, he did the. Old... He went to Navy, right? He was. No, Navy. that was cutting. And he oh, got that's right. He got cut. Andrew, Andrew DePaul did the old uh, Chris Boyd where he got people to vote for him by bribing them with merch. Yeah, let's go. Keep doing that. <laughs> Twerk for Pro Bowl votes. Twerk for Pro Bowl votes. That is, uh, shout out Jack Nielsen for that quote. Do we have anything else we want to touch on? I'm fine keeping it as is. I just want to talk about these little fun topics. I think it's a good uh, format in the offseason. I would just quickly like to nominate a classic super gremlin. Uh, just just yeah. real fast. Um, no, fine with me. Former head football coach at Auburn University, Brian Harson, put on his Instagram story a picture of a Ford F-150 with three Alabama logos on the back and put the kind of pondering emoji right under it. And that has kind of ignited a fire within people. And I might be one of those people as well. What is <laughs> doing? Hey, we are nothing if we are not a Vikings and Auburn podcast, Carter. With the occasional sprinkle of... I uh, never agreed to this. PTSD. <laughs> I do want to add, I think we should start an award next season. Um, when we start recording during the season, LVP, love, love, LBV? love boat, one word, uh, be valuable, valuable podcaster, and I think Preach should win every single week. 
I, I was going to give it to Tyler for going on fucking um, Purple Daily today. Shout out to him. Doing That's awesome. Things. Yeah, Carter doesn't know what Purple Daily. I is. know what it is because I'm friends with y'all. What's Purple Daily? Carter? It's a podcast and no, it's a talk it's a, show. It's a talk show. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same thing. This is a talk show. It's on ESPN. It. It's on ESPN. It's like a pretty big deal. Apparently, it's it's a pretty big deal because everyone hates on the guy Phil Mackey who runs it. So that's why it's it's pretty funny. But he's uh not afraid to voice his opinion about takes. So I mean, yeah. kudos to him for that. I don't hate the guy. In fact, he's entertaining sometimes because of it. For for context, Matt is not talking about Tyler when he said that. No, I was talking about Phil. Oh, maybe Tyler. Matt, too. Matt, Matt, Matt has beef with Tyler. That's why Tyler left the podcast. Okay, don't start making things up. <laughs> we love Tyler. In fact, he'll probably come back. I'm going to say we're done. LVP this week. LVP this week is Preet for the major L, which means love. Let's not get it twisted. So spam Preet with LVP L tweets lvp tweets no. for love not loser not loser years. at all love don't call pre to loser because he's just the lvp he's had me depressed at hawaii this week when i'm just sitting on the beach yeah you're recording the podcast on the beach dude no breaks you already know baby all right we probably won't have an episode we'll, we'll have, week, we'll have a, by the next time we have i think next time we'll have actual football to talk about no yeah, we can live the Hall of Fame game. <laughs> yes, uh, hell no. It would be fun to Our first uh, do like a podcast. Or yeah, room. we'll have actual football to talk about. And we are like, looking forward to it. I'm gonna end the episode. Preet's probably gonna say the thing. Go ahead. You have just completed your voice on. LVP. 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 L